Gossip Guys here. Before we get you to our pilot, we want to deliver a disclaimer. This episode contains discussions of Chuck Bass's sexual assault in the Gossip Girl pilot. We're not proud of how we come off, but it's important to show where we started. This was the first step of a journey that took us from 2015 to 2021. Hopefully, across our 176 episodes, you'll witness our growth as podcasters, friends, and human beings. But we want to be clear at the outset, we don't excuse Chuck's actions. He's a rapist and a misogynist. As Serena says, if it's Chuck, it's not okay. XOXO, and thanks for listening. And who are we? That's one secret we'll always tell. You know you love us. XOXO, Gossip Guys. Hello, Upper East Side. Welcome to Gossip Guys, where we're going to recap the sixth season phenomenon that is Gossip Girl, a CW show created by Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage based on the book series by Cicely Von Zygasar, which I'm sure I said wrong, but we're not here to talk about the books. We're here to talk about the show. But first, who are we? That's one secret we'll absolutely tell. This is my co-host, Aaron. What's going on, guys? I'm Aaron. Uh, I am a writer. And you're probably wondering why two men would want to talk about Gossip Girl. Because it was my fucking idea because I fucking love Gossip Girl. I'm a big teen drama guy. That's what I do. Grew up on 90210. Always loved the creek. And then Gossip Girl came around. And I was like, why am I not living in New York? Why am I not rich? Why am I not around beautiful women and drinking during the day? This is an amazing lifestyle. Andy, how do you feel about Gossip Girl? Well, I've actually seen the pilot. And that's it. Uh, in fact, this... Uh this show is being forced onto me, kind of like Chuck forces his way on women. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. But it's one episode. It's Let's, one episode. I mean, yeah, I don't want to, but all right. we're going to talk about that as well as the rest of the show. But again, my name is Andy Green. I'm a writer as well. And yeah, me and Aaron, we met uh, during improv with UCB, but we also, we connected based on our love of teen dramas. We both love The Creek and I wanted to explore more teen dramas, and that's where the idea of this podcast came from. Aaron recommended Gossip Girl. I watched the pilot. I knew this is something we had to do. It was right away. He felt it. I could, you know, and I told him when he was going to watch it, he would want to be part of this world. It was destiny. And, and on that note, we, we want to talk about the name of our podcast. Um, we know Gossip Guys sounds a lot like Gilmore Guys, and that is a happy accent. It's, we're well aware of that title, and the problem is we couldn't come up with a better one. We tried. Girl. We tried. Um, um, I threw out Everlasting Gobstoppers. That, cause well, no, no. It was Everlasting Gossip Stoppers. Gossip Sto- everlasting then- Gossip Stoppers. Okay, listen. I was watching Willy Wonka that day. <laughs> there was a Willy Wonka scene in my class that I did, and I probably was high, but that should not judge anything. And- Probably was high is the sentence that goes with Aaron for every episode of this podcast. He is going to be high for every episode. I'm going to try to be sober, but not when we introduce drinking to the podcast because we're going to play some games. We're going to play Never Have I Ever. Um, we're going to – there's drinking games that are just basically made for gil- uh, gossip. See, gossip. we're, we're, we're going to yeah. – that's how much we love the name. Yeah. We're just going to throw it in there every now exactly. and then. So basically consider this a loving homage to the Trailblazers, Kevin T. Porter and Demi, his co-host. And – uh but right now, I think we're just going to jump into, you know, the life of these Upper East Siders. Can, can we just one, one oh, yeah. second? Yes. Um, we mentioned games, and I feel like I should be completely honest with oh, everyone. Um, I do have the Gossip Girl board game. I do have the DVDs, and I do have the soundtrack. And let's let's talk about, I mean, maybe we'll, we'll talk more about your love of uh, Gossip Girl, maybe when we talk about your past, because one of our segments in the future... Of this episode is to talk about Aaron's past and what, what's changed since the last time he's watched this show. Because I'm going into the fresh, fresh eyes, the first time ever, and he's going through it. Like, what? How many times have you seen this show? I uh, this would probably be going through the whole thing. I would say the third time watching the whole thing. I do skip around for episodes. You know, I, I, I enjoy uh, relaxing to Gossip Girl. I enjoy uh, Dan and Serena. I enjoy Chuck and Nate. I enjoy these people. I wouldn't mind being in a limo with them. It probably smells like weed and champagne. Who doesn't want that? And that is exactly what Aaron smells like all the time anyway. Um, so with that, without further ado, let's get into this pilot, this like fully formed world. We, we open with a, you know, a montage of New York City, so we obviously know where we're going to be for the rest of the show. You know, um, as, a, as a writer and as someone who has seen the pilot uh, numerous times... 
I I really enjoyed it. I I found it was a very fully formed pilot. Um, I found the characters were fully formed, and you can maybe argue they were cliche, but as a pilot, I think you need that to see who the characters are, and you can see where their changes yeah. will come. Yeah, not necessarily cliche, but they're they're definitely archetypes. Um, that you know, familiar archetypes that we're we're gonna get used to, and I think also all these well, the actresses and actors. I think own these characters from the beginning. Yeah, especially with Blake Lively and Leighton Meester and um, Penn Badgley, especially those three. And those are uh, and, and actually and obviously uh, Chuck Bass. I don't know the actor who does that. Ed Westwick. Ed, Ed Westwick, of course. And those, I mean, I think that helps it a lot. Like they came in, they have their characters down, and it's and we know these are you know, a bunch of pretentious, snobby, rich high school. And I think that's really a testament to the writers. Um, I think Josh Schwartz, who did the OC, uh, understood the and high Chuck. school. And Chuck. My favorite. Um, I think that's where he got the name from. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he it was it was their their fully formed pilot that they wrote. And I, I heard uh, before they started writing that both of them interviewed kids from the Upper East Side to see how their lives were. So they got in this world. They understood it, you know. Uh, I, I also read one time that uh, he, Josh Schwartz wasn't sure that he wanted to do this because he had just left the OC. He didn't sure if he wanted to go into another high school drama. But he read the book and he was into it and they made this great pilot, which is very hard to do. It's very hard to write a pilot. And there aren't a lot of great pilots out there, but I think this is one of this them. This is a very impressive pilot, and I think what stood out to me is almost the kind of in-media res of it. Like, it just seems like there's already this backstory that we've missed, and it's kind of exciting to, like, know, like, there's all this mystery already, and it's almost like we should know these characters already, and that kind of helps us know them. It's like, oh, she's back. You know, Serena is back. It starts with her coming at the train station back from boarding school. And there's, like, clearly some big mystery. Or Why big, is she back? Why is she back? Where has she been? And we already established the whole Gossip Girl concept, uh, like, with Melanie91, you know, taking a picture of her and putting it on the blog where there's someone watching, spying on everyone and, and, and relating where everyone is, what they're doing, and basically uh, gossiping yeah. about this high school class. You know, they were right. Big brother or big sister is watching Ooh. us all. Yeah, and uh, I already have some theories on that, which we're going to get to in a little bit. But let's let's get into, uh, I guess, the, the show. I mean, we get, when she arrives, so does... Um, Dan and, well, and Jenny and, and, come well, home. Well, yeah, and, well, and let's, let's at least say Serena, played by uh, Blake Lively. Serena. The beautiful, the beautiful and talented Blake Lively. Blake Lively. And if you're listening Ryan to this, hi, Ryan. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so she plays Serena Vanderwoodson, and she was obviously the the it girl, and now she's back and and trying to. The whole point is to see if she can come back, and it's the same, but it's no longer. It's not the same. It, uh, it never will be the same because exactly. once you step into a pond, it's never the same. <laughs> so or some ripples. shit. I don't know what I yeah, don't know. The ripples in New York. Yeah, it's a beautiful metaphor. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's because there are two alpha women. Here and one is her former best friend slash best friend Blair slash Waldorf. Frenemy. Blair Waldorf. Ah, oh. the names in this show, by the way, are incredible. Uh, just want to say Waldorf. Yeah, so good. And yeah, Leighton Meester is great. And what's great about her is she's so insecure, so clearly insecure, but she's such a bitch. I mean, and I'm, well, okay, that was. I feel like Andy, no, you're she, judging. No, sorry, you're no, judging. She's manipulative. Little, manipulative is the word. No, she's a schemer. A, and who isn't as, the, as as a sixteen year old? Who isn't a schemer at us at sixteen? I was not. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even who know what a scheme was trying to like you know manipulate things and move things around. It's 16. You know, you've got your parents and your teachers always telling you what to do. You want to live your own life. And maybe that's drinking martinis in the middle of the day in public. Who and, knows? And, and you mentioned, actually, like the kind of the parents kind of being the overlords. And we have that dynamic established yes, throughout this right show. away. Um, you see the parents and you see the archetypes of them and, and you know who they are and you know where they are in this world. Yeah, because, I mean, we have Blair's mom. What's Blair's mom's name? Eleanor. Eleanor. And she basically is like, why are you wearing this dress? You should have told me in advance so we could have gotten it yeah. fitted. Eleanor is a designer. She she wants her clothes to be displayed well. Maybe she could say it in a nicer way. But, <laughs> I mean, I get it. I understand, and you then, know. <laughs> and then we have Blair's mom, Lily, who does this No, that, great... that is Serena's mother. Oh, sorry. Serena's mother. Serena's That's what I meant. Mother. That's what I meant. Sorry. Um, and, and she, you know, does this fun little pat on the back that's such a, like, a rich... 
Upper yes. East Side oh, thing. Oh, Serena, darling. And it's been a year since she's seen her daughter. And it's and just this very a cordial pat on the back. And she she's great, and uh, but she's also clearly hiding this secret, which is the reason why Serena is back. And that's that her brother, Eric... Attempted suicide. Which we do find out, kind of, it just throws out, like, he's in the hospital. She's pretending to the world that he's sick. But he's he, with his Aunt Carol in Miami. Exactly. But let me ask you this. This is something yeah. I have, and I've watched this numerous times. Why did he attempt suicide? See, I, I'm hoping we figure that out, but it, the Lily almost implies that it's kind of Serena's fault and that things yes. that, think, like, that she left, it, it ruined their family and that everything's been tough on her, on her, her brother Eric. So there's kind of that implication that somehow she should feel some guilt toward it, which we don't know. At least I don't know. You obviously know, maybe, unless they just don't ever address it, which would be weird to me. Um, but I, I do want to say that I really liked the sibling relationship between yes. Eric oh, and Yes, oh, yeah, it was, it was great. And actually, the sibling relationship between Dan and Jenny is my favorite relationship in this pilot. I thought, like, it's rare to see brother and sister just so on the same page and so loving and protective. I don't know. It was just really nice. No, it brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think we're kind of skipping around, but... Um, Basically, I wanted to say that, and, and we talk about Nate's dad, who's basically forcing Dartmouth on him, um, and when he wants to go west, maybe to USC. Also, UCLA. on on Nate's dad, if you guys see me on the street, could you call me captain? Also, <laughs> I've not, always wanted to be a captain. I'm not going to do that. Uh, you're going to have to earn that from me. We never saw his father's boat. Boat. Spoiler alert. Oh God. Hey, I don't. I don't, I don't mean, have a boat either. But hey, we can still call me captain. Hey, don't spoil the show for me. And we're trying not to spoil the show for everyone listeners out there that are watching along with us. Because I, I am watching this for the first time, um, and that's why I don't know the names of the characters as well as Aaron does. That's why he's here, among many reasons. But he's definitely going to be here to back me up because I'm just talking out of my ass. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Rufus. The one Rufus. seems like the one good dad or Rufus good parent is a, so far. Is, is a great guy. I I did watching it again. I felt like he was kind of a pussy for a rock star. Hey, he's a down on his luck. He he just you he, know, like his wife left him. Right? I I understand, but that's like okay. He's a rock star now. Let's let's move on from. It. Let's I mean, get going. He's barely a rock star. You that's know? why he's he's so sad. Like where's that attitude he's that the, he used to have in the nineties? He's Lincoln okay. Hawk, the ninth most forgotten band of the nineties. Lincoln Hawk. If anybody out there knows that reference or the name, uh, email it to us and we'll uh, maybe give you respect. <laughs> that's all you're getting. Uh, we'll, we'll, we just uh, started. There's no prizes yet, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we we aren't bankrolled by the Waldorf yeah. family. Not yet. And so, basically, the big thing of this show is definitely going to be parties. And there is a party in the pilot, and it's the Kiss on the Lips party, which has a great name. Let's, I, I, everyone wants to go to a Kiss Who on the Lips party. Who doesn't want to be, go is to that, that party? I'm I mean, imagine, that's a yeah. great back-to-school event. Yeah. It, <laughs> is that a party favor? Do you just get a Kiss on the Lips when you walk in the door? Or is that something you get when you walk out? I think it's something Or is it just you, suggestive? It's suggestive. It possibly forced upon you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, we, 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 we see Chuck Bass being slimy as hell immediately. Uh, he's very, I mean, he's very self-aware about how slimy he is and, and how smarmy their lifestyle is. I, he understands his lifestyle. He gets it. You yeah, know, he, he, uh, he, I don't, cause he's not, I mean, he's not a great guy. But he understands his place in the world where he's expecting a trust fund uh, a house in the Hamptons, and even a drug problem. Exactly. So he enjoys that. He takes that to his advantage. He takes a lot of things to his advantage. Uh, but I just want to point out there's no better way to tell what time this takes place than seeing an ad for Smallville on the bus <laughs> during the opening scene. And I want to say why – we understand why Dan is taking the bus to school because Dan is poor slash middle class. He's fine. Like his house looks great, his apartment. But he's taking the bus, which makes sense, but so is Chuck – and so is uh, Nate. It's uh, yeah. So why and a bunch and, of people and a bunch like, of people who go to the same school? So why is uh, Nate and and Chuck on a bus? Also, why are they on the same bus if they're because Dan's from Brooklyn? And don't get me started on Brooklyn. All right, it was better when the crime rate was up. Okay, <laughs> damn hipsters ruin everything. So why are they on the what? same bus? <laughs> don't get me started. Aaron loves crime. Yeah. That's why he loves Chuck so much. And probably the captain. I'm just going to... That's a prediction I have already. But yeah, okay, so we have that. They're going and they they hate Dan just because he's poor. 
slash they don't know who he they is. They don't even know yeah. who he is, but they hate him. They don't know he's poor. He's in the same uniform, so they're not sure. Yeah. All right. I think they can smell it. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. And Dan is just like this kind of loner. He, he's, he's, he's fine being anonymous. He says it a couple times. Whereas like Jenny, his sister, is younger. She's a freshman. Jenny wants to be somebody. Jenny sees – she's enamored by this lifestyle. She, it's glamorous to her. She dreams about drinking martinis alone at the palace. She's actually the, the stand-in for the audience, I would say. She is, yeah. She Jenny is. is our our lens into. This She's world. our window to the world. Yeah, and and what a window it is. Jenny is adorable. Jenny is great. Uh, and, and Jenny's she, played by, um, oh God, I can't remember her name. She was also a Cindy Lou. Uh, Cindy, uh, <laughs> Cindy Lou. Who? Cindy Lou who in uh, um, How Grinch Stole Christmas. Well, um, uh, she's we'll, a lot older now. She's <laughs> Uh, she's in the band The Pretty Reckless. She's given up on acting, I hear. Retired, I guess, is well, the word. I mean, you might as well retire when you... You go out on the top, right? And how do you top Jenny... Jenny from the street, you know? Taylor Momsen. That is her name. Taylor Momsen, right. Yeah. And, and she's also a great uh, seamstress. She sews her own dress from scratch in one day for the oh, kiss on the left. L- by listen, by fourteen, these people had skills for some reason. She's a seamstress. Um, Serena has a crazy past. I mean, <laughs> that's her. That's her skill. That's, you know, um, but she's more than fourteen, right? We don't, I think we actually uh, don't know what year they say, but I'm assuming they're going into like what junior year. They're junior year. They're going into junior year. Yes, yeah, so they're around sixteen, seventeen. Jenny's a freshman. She's about two years off from them. Perfect. And okay, so what we know is that Jenny wants this life and and dan doesn't want this life but he wants serena and now that she's back she, he's been in love with her since ninth grade when she said hi to him at a party what? which is Just adorable hi. a hi that's, that's it that's all he like got and word. that's enough and, and it's to be fair if you got a hi from blake lively at a party that oh, might oh. happen blake just say hi to me i'm okay <laughs> i it's fine hi ryan <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so but there is some big backstory right now with serena and nate and blair obviously the love triangle to start well there's actually a love like basically trapezoid it, it drama sounds, yeah. drama drama um but it sounds like nate and blair have been dating since kindergarten which i want to point out what does that mean when you're in kinder- kindergarten well, you've been i dating? think um when you're playing house together all oh, the okay. time so i had so many girlfriends so, when I was yeah in, no for sure five yeah. years old. i had a girlfriend when i i think it was kindergarten uh was yes that, yeah her name was wendy she was a blonde so that kind of wow so see? she was your serena yeah uh yes yeah, she was um was she rich no, no, that was an Did issue she, for me. She didn't have a drinking problem either. That's always a bummer. It's, I, it's boring. I yeah, it's boring. I want to have fun, you know. I, I. That's why I feel I get Jenny. You want to have a good time, you know. You want to be in this. Like, have a drinking problem, you know. Do some drugs. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Life is so hard when you're a rich teenager. You, you might have as well, no like, idea. Yeah. So you just need to succumb to drugs to <sighs> to cope. Um, but they're there in yeah. the house. <laughs> And but it's clear that while Nate and Blair have been dating since forever, they've never had sex, which is pretty ridiculous and impressive for a show like this. For them not to have sex, it seems kind of crazy. But Nate has had sex with Serena at a wedding a year ago, and that is why Serena left for boarding school. It was o- it was it's, it's, yes that that is why because I mean at the same time that she was doing. All this stuff, she knew that she was doing something wrong. She didn't want to hurt her best friend. That's not right. Yeah, she fucked her best friend's true love. Her, basically... Since kindergarten. It was as if... And let's do the parallel to Dawson's Creek. It's as if the first episode started with Pacey fucking Joey and then coming back a a year later. Totally different show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Completely different show. But that's what, that's the kind of, that's like what Dawson's Creek would have been in the pilot if it had been Dawson's Creek. Joey, don't know. (laughs) Oh, man. Now I understand why she was so coy all the time. She knew that's not what we want. Um, Okay, and then so basically. So, So now Blair wants to seal the deal per se, with Nate. She wants to lock it down. She wants to have sex. And, and she's, right? she thinks that if she has sex with Nate, that means he he won't go back to Serena or whatever. Because she knows something's with Serena, and then she finds and out. And she knows something's with Nate. So there's yeah. obviously this backstory that during this year while Serena was gone, something was going on between Nate and Blair. And if I could just point out for one little PSA moment, ladies, sex does not keep a man around that long. Just enough. So don't don't waste it on somebody. All right. But when you're in high school, there's like the connotation that maybe like you'll like fall in love the first time or the first like the first time you have sex. It's yeah, special. I, yeah, it is. Yes. So and there's I'm, that, and also it's 
like there is that moment, and especially the kindergarten. But if if he's still like kind of on on the edge yeah, since kindergarten, clearly sex is yeah, not. Yeah, it's not gonna. And, and married why, couples, a baby's not the answer either. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why Blair is, is actually such a. a there's a depth to her character because she is so clearly insecure about this. She's mm-hmm. using her body yes. to to get what she wants. A beautiful it, body that is. Wait, Meester. Let's yeah, let's highlight. <laughs> stop the uh, the creepo Chuck Bass <laughs> stuff here, man. But yeah, and and she uses the weapons that she has, but she clearly knows that she she's gonna have to kind of manipulate the situation to to. And what what she she does, but at the at the same, I mean, she's not even she's not even thinking about Serena at that at that point. During the uh, her mother's party, when when Blair rushes off with Nate into a room, which I find very close to the party, I feel like a ten to twenty million dollar uh, Upper East Side apartment has uh, different rooms that you can have sex in that people won't hear you. That's true, but I also I have no idea. You know, maybe maybe that's her punishment. Maybe there's some backstory there All that right. she wants to be on the same floor as so the maid. Can- well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same floor as a maid, and it's also so she can just domineer her daughter more. Maybe okay. that's why. Or maybe okay. She wants to. She wants to know when her daughter's having sex. Now let me let's let's get a little personal here. Andy, have you ever had sex at your one of your parents' parties? I have not. Okay. And also, my parents just didn't really have parties. They like have that. parties. I mean, never. Not never like, parties like this. Certainly. Not like hippie Seattle. Throw your keys in a bowl and let's have sex. Everybody parties. <laughs> yeah, and I was invited to those. <laughs> no, that's, okay. that's not what, <laughs> that's not the image of Seattle that I have. I'm, that's I'm how going, I see Seattle, ladies and gentlemen. I'm from Seattle. That's what that joke was. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've never. I, my life is the complete opposite of Gossip Girl, and we're going to talk about that. Actually, well, might as well talk about it right now. Uh, well, no, no, we'll go into it later yeah, about right, who right. we were in high school. We yeah. want to talk about that to compare ourselves. But let's let's go a little bit more. We have. I love the introduction of of, of Chuck. I just want to point that out. I, I I really I liked. You really saw who he is. He is sitting on a couch as we see him drinking scotch in in front of everyone. Everyone, and he has two girls on his shoulder, like on either so- shoulder. The two ethnic sidekicks, like who happen to be Blair's minions, also. <laughs> yeah, all right, who get three lines in this entire show? Minions aren't supposed to speak. If you're listening out there, minions. <laughs> Which the new movie coming out, we'll see if that can do it. There's a lot of power struggles in this between Serena and Blair because Blair doesn't invite her to the kiss on the lips party, and that's. <sighs> I mean, basically, Serena's trying to make it like it was. Serena just wants to, to come back to her life. She 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 was gone for a while. She knew she knew what she did wrong. She knew that she what she missed out on. Um, she doesn't want to lose Blair. They've been friends forever. It's her best friend. But I feel like there always has been this power struggle between them, and probably because they are both so beautiful. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they they both want to be the queen bee of the school. And that's obviously going to be the, the, the struggle of the whole show. It's that, that is a very – it's a huge part of the show. And there's also always – it's always a showdown on the steps of the Met. It's like the Madison Square Garden of the Upper East Side. <laughs> you might as well have boxing gloves and a and – oh, my God. That would be great. Um, so, okay. So, basically, Serena is basically rebuffed for an invite to the party. And she doesn't really want to go at this point. But then Jenny gives her an invite. And her mom, Serena's mom, finds the invite and buys her a dress. And is like, hey, you're going to Blair's party, right? And Serena's like, like no. no. And, and then her mom's like, well, I'll keep the dress for myself. Because they're the same size. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's great is this is like the perfect serendipitous moment for Dan, our hero. Because Dan, earlier, well, I guess we skipped around. Earlier last night, Serena got super drunk. And met Chuck, who was very rapey. Okay, okay um, let's let's back. Okay, I feel like you're judging already. She wasn't. Not, su- she wasn't super drunk. Well, she was I would drunk. say. I would say she was drinking on an empty stomach. That's all we know. Three to four martinis at the most. Probably like two with Blair, and then we saw the one. Yeah, let's say three. All right, they're probably strong anyway. Also, I I, I find it okay that uh, she's drinking in public. And, oh, okay. I uh, thought you were going to say something people, else was okay. <laughs> um, you know, the bartender is serving her, 
what? Why? <laughs> what is going on? What happens when we cross, you know, 69th Street? Does the world just completely change? Does, Are there no rules? Do they have fake ideas? Do we even care? Does it matter? I mean, they all look like they're 30. I don't so know. I, I guess it does not matter. Well, she Chuck, signed it to the room. Chuck does mention that, you know, do you, like, oh, no, minors are drinking. I could get this hotel and, or, like, get because, Well, trouble. his parents own the hotel. Exactly. So he at least is aware of it, but it doesn't yeah. matter for him. And then he basically is like, well, I can get you a grilled cheese with truffle oil. And that's not all that he can get her. Let's just, let's, let's hold it. What, okay. First of all, a truffle oil or not, a grilled cheese is still a grilled cheese, guys. Don't let, don't buy into that. Okay. Unless there's bacon in it. Don't ever sneak off with a man for a grilled cheese. Hey, grilled cheese is delicious. So especially I'm not, since saying... if you're getting it for free, you use that. But then okay. it's you can take the you can say yes to a grilled cheese sandwich. That does not mean that means does not mean you get sex. That is not the fair trade here. She says no. <laughs> I, I kept a no tally mark on my paper uh, here was, of every right, time a girl I, says was... no to Chuck Bass, and there is five times that Serena says no, and he still keeps going for it. He tries to kiss her. He tries to touch her. He tries to do as many things as he wants. And there's another instance where he has five more with Jenny later in the episode. Okay, so it's two attempted rapes, but nothing happens. We're okay. Oh, God. We're well, all right. We're, we're going to talk more about this because that know, is not okay. There's nothing okay about that, this. Not, it's fine. It was a couple of sexual assaults on it. You know, question I, is, okay. what happened What's what, what happened before we got there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what happened yeah. before we entered the the, the connotation side. is that he is ne- he rarely gets um, like no one says no, no. to Chuck. So no, the no connotation one. is that he has done this several times and no one has actually had the audacity to say he no. is Chuck Bass. There is no argument. At he's all. used to people saying yes, and that is what we're supposed to be like okay with because of it or something. Because he's a rich kid, he's not used to see people saying no. no. Not just a rich kid because he's Chuck Bass. He. The world operates on his in his brain. I understand. That's not right. And I know, and this is the thing I know, going into the show, I know that Chuck Bass is a fan favorite. So watching the first episode, watching the pilot, and seeing his behavior, it makes it all the more offensive to me. And, and, and slash, I'm just very curious. Like, clearly he's going to have some sort of redemptive arc unless Gossip Girl is all what? about being okay, enabling rape with Chuck Bass. No, no Gossip Girl is not okay with that. Uh, well, good. I'm just saying, like, I, but I, I feel everybody know. loves the bad boy. He's more than a bad boy. A bad boy is like, I don't know, a dude with stubble who broods. He's like maybe but, Nate, I guess, who's listen, not really a bad boy. I, but, but at this point, when you're writing a show in, in 2007, you've already had Dylan McKay. You've already had Pacey Witter. You kind of have to hey, up are you? Hey, you're not putting Pacey Witter and Chuck Bass in the same wavelength. No, but Pacey I'm putting... Pacey Witter is, is a saint. But... He is our god. He is the one and only. There's no the way... Same, listen, if I we're, reject we're, this we're comparing, from the beginning. I'm saying bad boys in, in the teen drama realm, I feel like you have to up the ante. So I guess rape is up in the no, ante. No! No, that's not cool! That's I... not okay! No! And, Nobody's and... saying it's okay. It's not okay. He didn't rape him. Nothing happened. He All tried, right? though, and I he just, tried. I want to. Okay. I just want to. Like I, I'm, I'm assuming that was quote unquote a party move. All right, things happen. It's a party. <sighs> to quote Chuck. To, yeah, to quote Chuck, that was not Aaron's words. I hope they aren't. Um, now but let's I, speak of Nate for for a second. Yeah, let's speak about Nate. I feel like him and him and Chuck are, are very good friends. Yes, uh, they're best friends per se. Now. He he obviously knows his behavior as he hangs out with him a lot. They they seem very uh, simpatico, but at the same time, Nate is not only insecure but unsure of himself, unsure of the life he wants to lead. He sees how his parents are living. Does he really want that? He he clearly doesn't. And but like, there's this great moment where they're walking in the park and Chuck is smoking, of course, in weed. public, yeah, smoking like Central Park when it wasn't legal. And yeah. it's still not legal in New York. <laughs> and, and and there's like a moment where Nate is basically, have you ever you know thought that our life is completely planned out for us, essentially? Uh, and and, uh, and like that we're just basically going to be our parents. And it's clear that he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to go to Dartmouth like his dad is basically saying. And uh, and yeah, he he doesn't also. Blair is that also idea that like that is w- what his parents the, want him. You're inside to, to this marry. world. You can't get out of it. This is this is the person you're going to be with. And in a, in a way, he wants to escape, and he wants almost what. He doesn't know Dan at this point, but I feel like he wouldn't mind what 
Dan has right now. He yes, would, I think I think him and Dan would be would be good friends. I think uh, because at the same time he has Nate has those Chuck tendencies, but not at the level Chuck does. I think Nate enjoys the party. He enjoys the smoking and the drinking and the girls, but he still has he wants more. As in, he still he has uh, feelings for Serena. He he thinks when Serena comes back that she's coming back for him, and that's clearly not what is going on. I mean, Serena says, "I'm not back for you." Yeah, which is a great moment. Like, I love how clear it is. Like, there's no a lot of shows might like make it kind of like, oh my god, like like play it slow. The, yeah, kind there of. were there were no subtleties. Uh, I, I, and I think that's also another testament to the writers that it was just like. It was they were they were not subtle, but they would drop them a little bit in the middle of the moments, and you would get them and you would feel them. Because I felt like, oh, so she's not she's not here for me. That's what you oh. felt as, yeah, as the audience member. Right. Oh man, yeah. hi uh, Ryan. That that made me happy. I was like, oh, she's here for Eric and also to find Dan, Dan uh, the man. Uh, who is so scared when he first sees Serena that he hides in God, the department it's store? Just, it's it's he's, hilarious. He's, it's embarrassing. It's actually. adorable. It's embarrassing. It's adorable. Like man up, okay, man up. And I you mean, know what? He does. He does man up. Like he goes out and find. He goes to and he knows that she's alone drink like drinking alone, and he goes to basically give her company. But Chuck gets there first. Um, and, Chuck always gets there but first. But he gets the phone, and then it's like this Cinderella moment, the phone being the slipper allegory, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then he brings it back to the hotel, and then the guy is like, doesn't believe him, like, oh my god, clearly you've never been to this place. And he's like, you don't know Serena. And he doesn't know he Serena. He doesn't know Serena. But he has her phone, and Serena's there, and that's when we get that moment where like the mom is like, hey... You know, you're going to this party, and she's like, "No, no, no! I'm going to. I'm going with this, this guy. guy. Like, and my new friend. The most perfect serendipitous moment. If you're Dan, like, this is what he's dreamed this of. Is like, it. He has masturbated to this moment so many times, and it's never been this good. It's it's such fate. Fate, uh, exactly. It really is kismet because uh, kiss sh- on the lips, man. Zing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We'll have to edit that part. <laughs> edit here. Um, no, I felt it is, it is a it is a fate kiss meant moment because there there is not there is not just this this possibility of Dan and Serena. There's also this history and this past with Lily and Rufus. Lily, who is Serena's mom, and Rufus, who is Dan's father, and you can see the look on Lily's face when Dan pulls out the flyer for the date that they're going on. Yeah, for Lincoln Hawk. Which is funny, she didn't really have the recognition when he said Rufus Humphrey, but when she said, when he said Lincoln Lincoln Hawk, she knew. And you could see this kind of like, this look in her eye, a teary eye filled up a little bit for memories gone by. Uh, Basically a look of, I've had sex with your dad. Um, And that that is completely, they don't waste any time with this plot point. They They, don't. She goes and visits him at an art gallery and be like, hey, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, like some she makes a dig at his art gallery, a dig at his band, and is also like, Are you trying to like get with me by using your son? And it's like such a awful thing to accuse. But like she's the one who's clearly going out of her way to go see him. Yes. But yeah, they they uh, they have a past. They had sex in the backseat on like a Trent Reznor concert or something weird like well, or like a tr- touring with Trent yeah, Reznor. Yeah, he I think Lincoln Hawked open for nine inch nails. Yeah. Um and uh, if anybody knows the uh Lincoln Hawk reference You'll get respect again, just in case. Double respect now. Yeah. <laughs> Edit that. <laughs> um, and I feel like there is still this tension between them. There's still something there, and I, 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 I want it to pan out. I hope it works out. Now, let me ask you this, Andrew. Um, yes. When you were watching it and you finally realized all this, did you th- do you think Dan? And Serena could be related. Did that come to your mind? No, that is not what came to my mind. What, my prediction immediately was that Jenny is Lily's daughter. That was my, for whatever reason, just because they're both blonde, like okay. Serena, and, and 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 same with Serena. So that was my prediction because I didn't think Gossip Girl was going to go in an incest route. Okay. So I didn't think that. Well, we already saw rape, so I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Well, we saw attempted rape, like you said. Like, that's any better. I mean, it is better, but it's still, nothing's good about it. Um, But yeah, so that was my, that's one of my predictions uh, that Jenny is Lily's daughter. 
it's it's interesting because we don't actually see their mom. She's absent, and they like basically are totally cool. Yeah, being in she this apartment. left. She just dished them. What a cunt. Whoa. Let's... I'm sorry. She <laughs> abandoned her family. Whatever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's obviously everybody's torn up about it. Yeah. I mean. Okay. But like, okay, so the party is tonight and the date is going on. So he takes her to his dad's band like performance. He takes, Dan takes Serena to meet her dad on the first date. And that's when like he gets the confirmation that it was a date and they had this really cute moment. Like, oh, I shouldn't have worn loafers and ha ha ha. But like, they're actually really adorable together. Yeah, like, so it's it makes, it, Serena laughs at everything. Essentially what we saw. Well, and. Which, I don't think that's a lie. I think she's having a good time. It's a, it's a different atmosphere than she used to, and I think that's refreshing for her. How many first dates have you taken women to meet your parents? Zero. Okay, good. Yeah. Good move. But this, I think this one is fine. No, it totally worked. I mean, was he was like, going to go to this concert anyway. Well, he, he, was, he was forced into a tough corner. Yeah. He just had this flyer. It was like, yeah. really, like, what else was he going to say? Yeah. He wasn't invited to the Kiss on Lips party. Exactly. And she didn't want to go. So, yeah. So, I mean, have you taken a, a first date to your parents? No. No, not have a second ever, date, not a third date. I try not. I try to keep that separate from them. Have you ever brought a date to your parents? <laughs> there was, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say actually this. Did you ever meet someone that you ended up dating at your, one of your parents' parties or something like that, like a family no, get-together? No, no. Because I feel like that's a thing for some people. It never no. happened for me. No, no, I, but I do have a friend that he's in my improv group that he's been dating this girl forever and they've known each other forever. So it is, it is a thing, I guess. Wait, they met at a family thing? Yeah, they've, oh, okay. they're like families have known each other for like years. Gotcha, I thought you were just saying like, I know someone who's happy. <laughs> oh no, they're not, I don't know. They're not happy. Okay, good. Um, speaking of someone who's not happy, Jenny is not happy when she goes to kiss on the lips party. She's kind of alone and then that's when Chuck strikes. And, and, and what's awful is that there's even like the gossip girl, Kristen Bell, our narrator, even... Oh, she, even she's like, oh, I love parties. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? What? But like the reference is, 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 is Jenny going to be another victim? Another victim. That you, that yeah. word usage is so unfortunate. It's so implied that so much shit happened Chuck while we were so gone. so many women his victims and it's not cool. And what's even worse is that later the date's not going great with uh, Dan and Serena, but then he gets a text from his sister yes. saying emergency you know, do you know Chuck? Yeah, she has to clarify because the last time it was just a fashion emergency. Yeah, which was fun writing. Like, that paid stuff, off. Yeah. Like, the first time it was a fashion emergency that she texted Dan. And Dan, of course, being a great brother, went immediately. This time, again, he's having the dream date of his life. And then, he, again, he's like, sorry, I have to go to this party and save my sister. And he's like, oh, what, like, do you know Chuck or something? He's like, and this is the line Serena says, if it's Chuck, it's not okay. And that... I think says it all about Chuck. Yes, I understand that he's cool and is smoking and is drinking and is womanizing, but it's not okay right now. It's not okay, and it's also because Serena fell victim to an attempted sexual assault a a day before. Exactly. So they get to the party. There's a a big standoff between Blair and Serena Mm -hmm. just kind of thrown, and they just basically look at each other. Dan goes for a lap. Dan goes for a lap, which As is my... Andy does. Yeah, that's my move when I go to a party when I'm uncomfortable. I just do a lap. Because like, it's kind of like to pretend like you're looking for someone. Yeah. But you really just but don't know where not, to be. No one yeah. to talk to. And you kind of just hope that someone, you'll make eye contact with someone. Mm-hmm. Or like you bump into someone that you knew. Yeah. Or, or you catch a conversation that you might know. But in, really, you're just like waiting until it's an acceptable time to get another drink. You know? Say, that's yeah, kind which, of... That's, uh, yeah, that's my just, move. You just got to double um, fist sometimes. But this then. time... Start Dan was actually him. looking for his sister, and, and Serena knows, go, let's go to the roof, because that's what Chuck Bass oh, would do. Oh, bad Upstairs. stuff always happens on the roof. Suicides and oh, sexual God. assaults. Yeah. Hopefully, I guess Eric didn't jump from the roof, or else it would have worked. No, I don't think so. Um, but anyway, so we stop him, and Dan punches Chuck in the face. Serena gives him a, uh, gives uh, Chuck a push, and then he goes, your life is over, slut. And, and it's, an off, it's an interesting word usage, because... He is clearly he's clearly, he's the, clearly slut. the slut, this awful person, and he's uh, calling her a slut because yes, she had sex with Nate. I guess is the kind of and also after double standards. All right, I am. We need to get some women on this podcast, and we, and we will <laughs> to talk uh, about Blake. This if you're out there, we will take some. Well, I you would can, love to know her thoughts about us. this episode. Also, don't forget uh, when Dan punches him, Chuck still says, "Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's. Who are you? I said it already. I'm in your class. It yeah. would have been way better if he's like, I'm the guy who punches you, and he just punches him in the face. Yeah, Dan's, the Dan's, yeah, Dan's not that cool. That's the hero line. Dan's not. That's what that's Pacey would have said. Pacey. Who also, he got into a fist fight in the, in the pilot, I believe. Uh, he, got, he gets I into a fight don't... when Miss Jacobs is on a date. 
I, th- I think that's the first episode. Was oh, that the first episode? He thinks because he thinks he's going on a date with Miss yes, Jacobs, because they and go she to the takes movie. it with like her gay uh, friend. I think it was like her, the teacher. I think, and yeah. then he gets really upset, and then he gets in a fight with someone because he knocks like popcorn on a guy behind him, and he just punches him in the movie theater. God, I don't understand why my why my life wasn't like a teen drama. I didn't have sex with any teachers. I. Didn't come close. Yeah, no. I thought about Facebooking one once, like, 15 years later. And I feel like all these kids now that are like, oh, I was molested, you're a bunch of fucking pussies. You got fucking awesome MILF ass. Fucking be awesome about it. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to say anything (laughs) to that. Um, All right, so I think we've talked a lot about this episode at this point. And I think it's time to maybe... I mean, we've been discussing things, and and I think we've kind of talked about... Chuck's things and I, and and because that was the main thing I wanted to talk about and wanted to get that off my Please. chest and and I think I mean no we've I think we've kind of we've talked about it I just right now I just want to say I'm as far away from Chuck's bandwagon as possible and but I am interested to know if I can get to the fan favorite because I know he's a fan favorite I know everyone loves Chuck so I'm interested to know because right now I have a violent reaction the other way I'm interested to see where I can go if I can if I can bridge that gap and I'm interested to see what the show does to make that possible. Because obviously he's not just going to be a racist, a, ra- a racist, a, a racist, a racist rapist <laughs> in yes. six seasons. Um, so there's that. And, and I, and I get the sense watching it with you. Uh, we watched the, the pilot together that you, uh, you're a big Chuck, Chuck sympathizer. You, you like his lifestyle. Yeah. You like, you like the stoner womanizing vibe. I like, uh, you know, I and enjoy I mean, the bad yes, boys. Everyone wants some of those things, but only if it's allowed. Yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. no, I, I feel like, I don't feel like he ha- does needs to rape. Uh, no one needs to rape. Don't, that's not a sentence that ever needs to be said. <laughs> you know, I feel like he can afford hookers if it's just not happening. Um, yeah, he needs to change his tactics instead of... Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. All I feel right. like other women have said yes while they were drunk eating grilled cheese up on a roof. But, but Serena is not that kind Ser- of woman. Because Serena has changed. She is not the same person she was a year ago. She made a mistake and she is now trying to move on. And and that's going to be the the journey of over the first season or presumably even the show. Um, we it, She obviously has a drinking problem of some sort. It was kind of referenced. Yeah. Um, but who, who doesn't? doesn't? Exactly. Who doesn't? Everyone has something. Everyone has skeletons in their closet. Except for at you this point. You think I can get Dan through the day without a drink? I can't. Can you? I, I definitely can. And it looks like Dan and Jenny right now are the only ones who don't have skeletons in their closet, but I'm assuming... Well, because they're still new to the group. They're exactly. Still they haven't been corrupted because, yet. Because uh, Brooklyn's this, you know, nice place with just everybody's chill and everybody, you know, hangs out and nice to each other. There's like gardens up on the roof and there's organic food and shit. Farm to table in Brooklyn. Why are you hating on delightful things? <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, all right. I have a serious question for you. Please. There's a. Would you go to Dartmouth, UC, USC, or UCLA if you had a choice? If I had a choice, um, at and your this, parents don't care. At this point in in my life, I probably would have gone to USC. I as a as a writer, as a film major. I if I if I uh, had better grades, if I. Was a you well? Know. No, that's not a part of the. That's not a part of this uh, theoretical. I'm just saying you like, have the grades to get into any of the three. Oh, then yeah, I I, I would have yeah USC. USC USC yeah yeah. I mean, I think, but if we take away the film element, would you would you change your mind? Because obvi- that's an obvious choice: USC or UCLA. If you're into film, yeah, you go there over Dartmouth. But Dartmouth's Ivy League. Would you like if you weren't trying to do film or you didn't know? And I didn't know. Would that change um, your I'd mind? I'd probably go to Harvard. Was that not no, no, one of them? Was that not one of them? No, it's Dartmouth. Was that not okay? Dartmouth's cooler, man. Less people go to Dartmouth. People, everyone knows about Harvard. Dartmouth, the captain has a has a point here. No, I, I just wanted to bring up that dilemma yeah, that no, Nate had I, and see if you had any thoughts about it. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's tough for Nate. You know, I feel like he he wants his own journey, his own life, but he also doesn't want to disappoint his parents. Especially, I don't think he wants to disappoint his mother. Nobody wants to disappoint their mother, you know? But if he wants to get away, I feel like, yeah, going to the West Coast would be better for him. 
I love that there's a negative connotation of the West Coast in this, basically, like, oh, going west is gross, kind of. And it's funny, it's like an, almost an in-joke to the OC, kind of. Yeah, but, like, that's okay, where it came yeah, from. I like, there's that, kind yeah. of a little nod there, maybe. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is gross to them. It's uh, Upper East Side, you don't want to leave. The only time you leave the Upper East Side is to go to Europe or the Hamptons. That's it. <laughs> that's it. And uh, another question. Yes. And this is also about Nate, because both, both of these are super sad. Nate can't beat his dad in a foot race. They run, and they he loses to his dad, the captain, in a foot race. Does he, A, does he lose on purpose, and B, have you ever lost? Like, could you beat your dad in a foot race right I now? I could beat my father in a foot race, and I don't, was it really, I think they were just jogging. He said, like, not this time, son, or something like that. Well, he's the captain. You can't, you can't beat the captain. Do you think, his, like, do you think Nate let him win? He probably. I, I, uh... Also, at the same time, it was the night after he had broken up with Blair. There's a lot of emotion there. It's true. Not broken up. They just had a big fight. I, but yeah, it didn't look like it was going to end well. And also, but he said he was he was he was happy. The captain had mentioned that he was in better spirits. So there was a lot of tension on Nate. A lot of stress on Nate because you know, ninety nine problems. A bitch was one. <laughs> and and that is the thing is basically his dad forces him to stay with Blair because Blair's family, the Waldorfs, he needs before his company goes public like, yes. to get in the business deal. So Nate is forced to A, go to Dartmouth, B, stay date with Blair. Blair. And, and and so because he does break up with Blair in like in the scene, like Blair basically sets up all these it's candles. Over. Yeah, he's it's ready, over, yeah. And he's like, sorry. And, he, and that's when he reveals that he had sex with Serena. He's like, I, I can't do this. And because that's the great scene where like Chuck is basically revealing that he saw Serena and... and Nate. Nate. God. <laughs> too many characters. Serena and Nate. Six characters is too much for us. Imagine how short our scripts are. <laughs> yeah. It's just me. It's just a monologuing. It's just two people in an elevator. <laughs> great. Going great back to the foot race. Yeah. And now that I think about it, Nate was not racing. I think the captain is just such a dick and competitive asshole. He's like, oh, I beat you. But there was actually no race. They were just Ooh. jogging. All right. And that's and that's a, a very apt metaphor for them as, as people because it's yes. always a race, a competition for the captain. He's trying to win. Nate's just trying to grow up. Yeah, man. Nate's just trying to have a childhood. Nate's just trying to figure out who he is. And uh, that's and that's okay. That's where one person is. Like, let's go over. Let's go run down the characters okay. where we're at at the end of this pilot. Nate is still stuck with Blair, and he's drinking alone. He's drinking a Heineken by himself. That's the last time we see him doing his broody yes. thing. Which, if you're playing a drinking game, drink whenever Nate is broody. At least for the pilot, that certainly seemed like a good one. And then, okay, and Blair. She's obviously on edge about Serena, but she still has Nate under lock and key at this point. At least that's what she thinks. Yes, she she is on edge on Serena. Be uh, it is because the uh, for the past year Blair was the queen bee, and now that Serena's back, there's gonna there's this power struggle. So yeah, she's and where and where's Serena man. right now? We we see her. She, she sounds like she's she's holding, happy. Yeah. She's happy. I, I she is doing what she came back for to. To not only get her life back, but to be a different and better person, and I think going with some going out with someone who is different from her friends that, that like Dan, I think that's going to help. She's going to see a different perspective of the world. Yeah, she's and she's going to be become a more full person. And, and sounds like they have a second date. Like line, she agrees to it. Basically, there's kind of like yeah. an implicit thing, like oh, you know, it's going to be tough to top this first date. Like, and I feel like Dan. After he punches Chuck, he takes charge and, and grabs Serena's hand. Yeah. And you kind of just like, okay. Yeah, Dan. Dan's becoming a man. And also, obviously, he's going to become a power player now in this school. Because people are going to know him now. No one knew him yes. in this first episode. But now that he is dating Serena, maybe... And punch Chuck Bass. There are not two bigger things that you could mention on the Gossip yes. Girl blog. I, I think uh, they... They know his name now. I think before they knew him as Lonely Boy. Lonely, that's what yes. Gossip Girl called him, Lonely Boy. And now, yeah, now they're now he's Dan Humphrey. Who, but they'll still Dan. call him Lonely Boy because they don't give a shit about anything but themselves. <laughs> and then so Jenny is kind of crushed by her first taste of the, the, the good the life that she wanted. The lifestyle rich and famous. She almost it's got tough. raped and she doesn't really belong. She didn't know anyone. Parties aren't that big of a deal. And kids. she had to, she was just too young. It was, it was too fast. Too much too fast. And but she has two great allies now, Serena yes. and Dan. Um, and then we have the two uh, 
<laughs> sidekicks. They don't get to say anything. Uh, oh, the minions. The minions. They uh, they're they're fine. They get to, they get two lines. They're probably happy about those two they're, lines. They're they're like they're the tipsters. You know, a lot of their they they send out the tips to Gossip Girl. They uh, I think uh, they instigate. Probably I feel like they instigate. They're I mean yeah they're basically mean girls extras. And then there's Rufus and Lily who. Last we see, they have a little, uh, what would you call a little, not a spat per se, but uh, a witty banter. I mean, they definitely some flirty... You see the past yeah, come out. Exactly. And, that, and that's obviously not done. Um, Mind you, they never ran into each other for like 14 years. But it's a small island. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that's where we're at after the pilot right now. And, uh, and now... I guess we're going to do a segment here. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, it's time for Andy's predictions. So, Andy, uh, I've seen the show already, so I, I know what happens. What are your thoughts? What are your predictions for uh, Gossip Girl? Well, number one, my prediction, dumb prediction was that Jenny is, is uh, Lily's mo- uh, daughter. Okay. Other prediction, the, uh, the captain gets arrested or indicted at some point in the show. He's definitely going to be in jail or, or something or in, like, there's going to be a, a trial. Anything, that, any specific reason what his counts of, uh, would be? Oh, I mean, like crazy white collar crime. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, insider trading. Something, okay. yeah. Let's say insider trading because he, he's almost even doing that just by, like, getting his... Just by forcing his son to his, date Yeah, the there's daughter. some insider thing there. Yeah. So that is one. And then I also, I mean, okay, so the main one is who is Gossip Girl? Who do you think? And, and well... It's voiced by Kristen Bell, so it's obviously Veronica Mars, which well, would yeah. be a great because spend, the, like a great the, the crossover. Show, she needed something to do after that show ended. <laughs> It'd be a great crossover if she just turned out to be Gossip Girl, just investigating all these people. I would watch that episode. But okay, so my immediate thought before the episode even kind of unfolded was, was that it was Jenny, but then I realized that no, she was kind of a, a victim of the gossip and she was a part of it, so it's not her. My, and then I was like, oh, could it be the sidekicks? That would be kind of fun. But they were, like you said, tipsters more. And they just – there's nothing important about those characters. You there's can just not, tell. Yeah. Um, so I honestly – right now my prediction is it's that – it's someone that we have not met yet. Or, or like I don't think it's one of the parents. I don't think it's um, – I mean it's not Blair or Serena. I, and, and just knowing that Michelle Trachtenberg gets on this show. Ah, Georgina Sparks. Uh, that is, that's a woman right there, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's a woman. And that – Whatever, like I know nothing about her character. Like I didn't know that was her name. I just knew that she's on the show. That was my guess for Gossip Girl. Just knowing that she's on the show, and I just from the first episode didn't seem like anyone stood out. Like I, I'm not overthinking it right now. Okay, I don't want to overthink it. I'll have more thoughts. Yeah, as we go I think along. Uh, I think your thoughts will and actually play out. And I think ooh, I just had an idea. Maybe, maybe it's a, a a gender swap, and Gossip Girl is really a guy, and it's Eric. Because he's one person who's just kind of on the periphery of this whole show, and we don't really see. But he, I mean, he references the blog at some point, and that might be that's another just random okay. thought that I had. Right. So I guess those right. are kind of my the people I'm thinking. We, we right. can update that as this goes. Yeah, along. I think as this goes, so we're going to uh, introduce more characters. We're going to meet a lot more people. All right. Well, that's done with Andy's predictions, and now let's move in to. Who we were in high school. Ooh. And okay, so in this segment, this is only a one-time only. We're going to talk about this. Yeah, this is just for the What what was our high school life like, and who would we be friends with on the show? Who do we identify with? Oh, we're talking to me now. Okay, Uh, I would love, I mean, I think you should start. Um, who do I identify with? Uh, I think now, take away the rape factor, I, I do identify with Chuck. At this point in my life, but in high school, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, in high school, I, I was popular, but I wasn't like popular. You know, every you I mean, capital P popular. No, I wasn't capital P, but I knew everybody. Everybody, like, I, I was friends with everybody. Um, you know, I had like cool friends, and I had like you know, like my other friends, and like I knew everybody, and everybody knew me. And you were a partier. Were you a partier? Not so much in high school. I was trying to keep like a low profile because I did get kicked out of junior high. Oh wow! So wait, is your junior high your gossip girl phase? No, I wasn't that bad. I, it was like a private school. It was easy to get kicked out. I just you know you do. What did you do? I mean, come it's, on, classified. We, it's classified. It's classified. Okay, we're classified. definitely gonna dig into <laughs> that as this classified. show goes. I, well, uh, I mean, you know, uh, officially it was grades that I. But uh, you can't really talk about it. It's still redacted. Um, wow. 
I didn't realize I was on a podcast with a criminal. Let's <laughs> see, criminal. All right, white collar crimes are not criminal, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay? That is not minimum security sp- is not bad. Um, that stance is not shared by me. <laughs> no, I feel like like I wasn't Dan because nobody knows who Dan is. So I wasn't Dan. I I was a bit of a schemer. So I feel like I had a bit of all of them. I feel like. There was I, what a cop out answer. No, I'm <laughs> just like, I th- and I think that's that's also a, a testament to the writers, where these characters have these relatable uh, characteristics. No, for sure. There's a little bit of each of them that you can latch onto. Yeah, if and I you were if probably I a stoner to... in high school, right? Or was that something that manifested later? That manifested later. Oh, okay, so that, yeah, yeah, I was not. I was not some like stoner hippie. I think I was more like Nate. I was. I was down for whatever. You know, I like to have fun. I, w- I would want to chill. You know, I would try to figure out who I was and where I was going. Did I want to end up like my parents? No. Did I want to end up like anybody else? No, I wanted to end up like me. But how do I get there? So, yeah, I'm yeah, going to go oh, Nate. Yeah, that's a good know? answer. That's a good answer. I will actually. I also I, wore yeah. a lot of plaid shirts like Nate. Ooh. Brooks Brothers. You still you still rock I plaid. do. I love Brooks Brothers. So, Brooks Brothers, if you're listening, we need a sponsor. <laughs> uh, for me. I guess I would say I definitely am a team Humphrey. Um, and, oh, and, yeah. And, you're, you're, uh, yeah, exactly. I didn't grow up wealthy, apparently, like Aaron over here with private school and stuff. <laughs> uh, I think I went to private school for like kindergarten or no, first grade and second grade. It was like a weird hippie private school. It actually kind of was. <laughs> Fucking it was, Seattle. It was called Stein School. And then it, then it, then it went out of business. And then I, I joined a, a K through eight that was non-graded where I was getting numbers. One, two, three, four. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's give them all participant medals. Hey, I was getting threes and fours all the time. I don't know what that means. Those are basically A's and B's. Did you get clouds and, like, got, sunshine stickers? Yeah, it wasn't in Arrested Development, like, <laughs> Buster School or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so my high school life, I would describe it as basically um, slightly, I mean, I, I hesitate to say anonymous because, like, I think I was just kind of, like, in my own, like, I was just an independent guy. I was trying to figure out myself, and much okay. like Nate was, but I was also not comfortable in my own skin at all. Okay. Um, I knew people that were playing sports because I played sports, but I also was, A, not good enough to be on the teams, or, B, wasn't connected politically because it's okay. such a politics game, like, to be on sports teams. Like, if you you're, you know the family or brothers or sisters are on it, it totally, like, I should have really? made it. Really? In Seattle? Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. just, I think it's just any su- fucking high school has that kind of drama. Oh. Um, I mean, if I was a better person, I would have gotten in better shape the next year and made the team. Instead, I Fair just kind enough. of lost that love of sport yeah. until drinking games happened in college. Um, but I, Those I, are the sports we're But I at. basically was kind of, uh, I had a group, like a small group of friends, but honestly, I just didn't really do much in terms of social life within high school or without it until senior year when I became cool but not capital C cool, but not like ASB student cool. Like the people that are actually like running for president shit. I was in that group and I, and they're also like probably worse than any other group looking back on it now. And I almost wish, like I remember in prom, I went like in that group of people with on on that date. And I remember my date only basically used me for a date. And then afterwards just dropped me. So it was, uh, I have still complicated feelings about that. uh, I didn't go to prom. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't but go to yeah. Everybody I know had a bad experience at prom, so I was like, okay, that's fine. yeah. I didn't do junior year, but senior, yeah, I did the whole thing. Went ate at the Space Needle, whatever. Um, but yeah, I got a kiss on the cheek the next morning, and my d- date got hammered on one Mike's hard lemonade, and it was also the first time, second time I'd ever drank. I didn't drink in high school. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I didn't drink. I, I drank drink once in like a, a cruise in Mexico, just by myself in Mexico, which is a different story. And then second. I just had like a like a drink of like hypnotic and a mics or something at, at the prom, but I just was not feeling it because I was like hoping that this would be a romantic, awesome date with Raquel. Instead, Ooh, Raquel, I probably yeah, R. Raquel, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. please call in. <laughs> yeah, please call in. Um, but instead, it was so clearly not that. So I was just kind of like a bummer, and I didn't like didn't use it to drown my sorrows like many characters in Gossip Girl would have done. Instead, I just kind of was like eh, and like slept on the floor because we were all sharing like this massive thing, like. 12 people in one room and it was not an awesome orgy like no one had sex yeah. in our group orgies uh, aren't that awesome i only have one dick you can't hard <laughs> to do that stuff um so yeah i guess so with that i i do like i just dan's such a nice guy and i like to think of myself as a nice guy yeah, and okay. also i'm a dreamer and dan's clearly a dreamer like he he has a he's been pining for this girl that's unattainable and i think a lot of my life has been trying to you know go for girls that i can't have or and being blind to that for way too long 
Um, but it look, and this is Dan getting that chance basically. Okay. So, but there is a point like what you said about Nate trying to find himself. I think that yeah. really is a good thing. Um, but I just I can't as right most now, as most teenagers are. Yeah, and right now I don't identify just with the Upper East Side like lifestyle at all because that's so far and away from my life. I only eat macaroons from the Upper East Side. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I mean, I know what that means, but like, how does that work? You're missing so many foods on the food pyramid, man. <laughs> guys, we've reached the end of our first episode of Gossip. Guys, we've talked about the pilot. We've talked about ourselves, where we're going to learn a little bit more about ourselves, a little bit more about the Upper East Side. And, and there, these characters are going to learn more about each other. And I'm excited to take this journey with you, Aaron. I am excited as well. I'm and excited to rewatch. Exactly. I'm excited to see it for the first time. And I'm excited to do this journey with you guys, audience. And I hope you guys... Will follow us on Twitter at Gossip Guys Pod, and also email us any questions you might have, any concerns, any predictions, any anything you want to tell us. Just yell at us. Or who who are you shipping right now? Are you shipping Jenny and Chuck for some reason? Do you have a problem? Or are you Dan and Serena? Who are you shipping right now? Are you shipping me and Aaron? Are you Aaron D? Aaron D. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Um, and that email is gossipguyspod. And also oh, gossipguyspodcast the... at gmail.com. And also the Instagram is gossipguys. Pod at Instagram. And you will find us on Facebook if you just look up Gossip Guys or Gossip Guys Podcast. And uh, every new episode is coming every Monday. And, you know, just when the school week starts. Yeah, we're going to coincide with the school year. That's when Gossip Girl originally aired, Monday nights, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, Monday nights. And that's that's the real reason we So did everyone. So don't call me on Monday nights, okay? Monday nights. I have Monday night football. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't call. (laughs) Do not call us during the football season. We won't answer those emails. Yeah, we're probably going to change. We're still men somewhere here. Yeah, barely. Well, until next time, you know you love us. Gossip, guys. XOXO.